All right, it's the Keith to the City Yankees podcast, and uh, now that I've had some more time to think about this trade that sends Gary Sanchez and Gio Rochella away and brings in Josh Donaldson and Isaiah Kainer-Falefa, uh, I still feel the same way I did when I found out about it on Monday morning at 2 a.m. when my wife woke me up to tell me that Gary Sanchez has been traded because uh, as a Gary Sanchez defender and the self-proclaimed president of the Gary Sanchez fan club, but, um, you know, I've always been a Gary Sanchez fan since before his Major League debut with what he did coming up in 16 and 17. The home runs he was able to put up in his years where offensively he tailed off. And now he's no longer a Yankee, and it sucks. But uh, it was always going to be that way the second that the Yankees announced the extension for Aaron Boone uh, back in mid-October, the fucking unnecessary extension for a guy who's never won anything this life who took a team that came within a game of the World Series and has gone backwards every single year in all four seasons as Yankees manager. Once the Yankees committed to Boone, you knew Sanchez was probably gone because Boone doesn't like Sanchez. He can say whatever he wants, but he doesn't. In the biggest games, he doesn't play him. The last two times the Yankees were eliminated in the postseason, Sanchez didn't start. Wouldn't let him catch Garrett Cole. Didn't play him in the postseason game against the Red Sox, if you want to consider it a postseason game, fucking fake playoffs for the Yankees. The year before that, against uh, Cleveland and Tampa, he played Higashioka the majority of the time. And, and Kyle Higashioka sucks. Let, let's be honest. He's not good. The last few years, the Yankees could have done better at backup catcher. But instead, they stuck behind Kyle Higashioka, who is not good defensively. There's this uh, perception, this idea, this myth that he is. He's not... He has no fucking bat. He doesn't get on base. If the goal was to ground out to the left side of the infield, yeah, he'd be a fucking all-star. But he's not any good. And so now everyone, including Aaron Boone, got their wish, who wanted to see Agashioka become a starter, and you're going to get your wish. Unless there's another move to be made, you're going to get your wish, and you're going to see how fucking miserable it is with this guy. Yes, Gary wasn't the same old Gary. And everyone will always hold him to that bar, that measuring stick of what he did his first two seasons. Everyone remembers that Gary Sanchez. So when he's not that guy, everyone thinks, why isn't he that guy anymore? Gary Sanchez's floor is Kyle Agashio's ceiling. And we've seen that. And you're going to see it again a lot. And Aaron Boone can talk about how, uh, you know, if the Yankees are a family and his relationship with Gary. It's all bullshit. He's the reason he's not here. Yes, Gary produced better. He'd probably be here. But there's a lot of guys who have sucked as Yankees and got to stick around the manager had a big say in this, and Gary's no longer here for it. And everything Boone said about it to Meredith Morakovitz on Monday is bullshit. You know, always difficult to see people that you care about leave and, and, and guys that you've been through the wars with. And just grateful to Gio and, and Gary for all they uh, have done for this team and, and the relationship that I have with them. Um, certainly wish them well. It's bullshit. That's bullshit. That's what that was. But that's what Aaron Boone does. He lies. He On Sunday, he tells you the team they have right now is capable of winning it all. Clearly, the Yankees didn't feel that way because then hours later, they go out and make this trade. So the, the general manager, who's the only guy in the fucking world that believes in this idiot manager, they're not even on the same page. And if you hear Brian Cashman speak about the trade, he says they had been working on it for 72 hours, which is three days. Aaron Boone tells Meredith Morakovitz it came together on, <laughs> on Sunday night. So be, be less out of the loop. Boone, fuck, like, have some idea of what's going on. So now the Yankees, they do get their shortstop. They get Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, the stopgap shortstop. 
because they didn't want to go out and do anything in the best free agent shortstop class in history. With Carlos Correa there, with Corey Seager there, with Trevor Story there, three fucking options. Can't go wrong with any of them. Seager went to the Rangers. It doesn't seem like the Yankees will go after Correa or Story now that Falef is here. It's like a 1% chance that that would happen, and it would have to be some unbelievable deal for them to get them at this point. Because the Yankees believe that much in Oswald Peraza, their number three prospect, and Anthony Volpe, their number one prospect. Volpe, 20-year-old kid, has never played above high A. Peraza, 21-year-old kid, has played 87 games above high A. So the Yankees are saying this year, neither of them will be in the majors. Maybe Peraza late, late in the season, maybe. But you're essentially saying, Anthony Volpe, you need to be Derek Jeter 2.0 for this whole thing to work out. For the Yankees to pass on this once-in-a-lifetime free agent shortstop class, Anthony Volpe needs to be a fucking superstar. Not just a good player, he needs to be a franchise player. That's what the Yankees have done here. Because that's what they're passing up. Because is Anthony Volpe going to become Carlos Correa? Most likely not. The majority of the prospects, nearly every prospect, is only ever a prospect. And the Yankees are giving up the chance to have Carlos Correa, who, yes, I would have rather had Corey Seager because he doesn't have the excessive baggage of Correa, but Correa is the younger player, he's the better player. But I'm just using Correa here as the example. You're passing on him and hoping that Peraza or Volpe become a player like him. That's a lot of fucking... That's very wishful thinking. Now, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, he's a good player. I mean, he's he plays great defensive shortstop. He can play third, but he can't fucking hit. He's a horrible hitter. And, and people keep saying, oh, he had more hits last year than DJ LeMahieu. Yeah, he had 172 hits. He still hit 271. DJ LeMahieu played the whole season with a fucking hernia issue and had to have surgery after the season. Had to be Couldn't play in the one-game playoff. So if that, that's what we're comparing him to, is that he's as good as an injured DJ LeMahieu? Okay. He gets a bunch of singles. He doesn't walk. He has a terrible on-base percentage. Doesn't hit for power. I just don't think Aaron Boone's aware of this. Listen to how he described Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. Uh, good speed, a guy that's going to steal some bases, um, and, and a guy that's very capable with the bat as well. Well, that's a lie because he's a career 265 hitter, 316 career on base, 354 career slugging in 1,523 plate appearances. What else did he have to say? A good guy towards the bottom. You know, last year had a very solid offensive season as well as really establishing himself as a true everyday shortstop. No, he didn't have a very solid offensive season last year. He had a 312 on base percentage and a 357 slugging percentage. He had a 670 OPS. That's a very solid offensive season. John Carlos Stanton had a very solid offensive season last year. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa... Barely in the fucking league with his bat last year. And then Boone goes on to talk about how he'll be a good hitter at the bottom of the other. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine if Isaiah Kiner-Falefa is your nine hitter and all you want from his defense. But there's that's not the whole picture. The whole picture is that there was other options out there for a team with the financial resources, financial strength, financial might of the Yankees that makes more money than any other team in the league. And they passed on all of them for Falefa, Kiner-Falefa. And so now he'll hit ninth on a team that has multiple Number nine hitters. Because where the fuck is the catcher going to hit, no matter who the fuck it is? The worst catching tandem in the league offensively, someone's got to hit ninth. If you're saying Kiner Falef is there, then that means the catcher's eighth. Who's seventh? Glaber? He's a fucking automatic out too. So now you're playing a seven, eight, nine that's like automatic out, automatic out, automatic out. One third of your outs, one third of the innings will be automatic outs. 
That's what you're getting at now catcher and shortstop. Yeah, you got Josh Donaldson. Josh Donaldson was a superstar seven years ago, six years ago, five years ago. Five years ago, pretty much the you know the most recent time he was a superstar. 2015, 16, 17, Josh Donaldson on the Yankees would have been fucking awesome. But now this guy who they're talking about, yes, he had an 827 OPS. That's not the Josh Donaldson people think of when they hear his name. They're thinking of the guy who won the AL MVP, who carried the fucking Blue Jays to back-to-back ALCS appearances. That's who you think you're getting. This Josh Donaldson has played two full seasons in the last five years. And in one of those full seasons, which was last year, he still missed 27 games. So you're taking a guy who is so injury-prone and putting him on a team that has Aaron Hicks, who's missed 44% of the Yankees' games over the last four years, Aaron Judge, who finally was healthy last year, and John Carlos Stanton, who was finally healthy last year. So if you take Judge and Stanton and Donaldson, who all played what you would consider a full season for each of them last year, you are banking on them all giving you that same thing this season, one year older. And Josh Donaldson is 36 years old. He's 36 years old with a litany of calf injuries over the last few years. Yes, when he's healthy, he's still a, a very good hitter. He'd fit great in the middle of this order. But you cannot bank on this guy giving you close to a full season. It just the, the data is there to prove that he doesn't do that. And if he does, that's a huge bonus. But you're, you're relying on that. It's not a great idea. And what's worse is the Yankees not spending money on generational talent in their prime in the past, whether it's Manny Machado, Bryce Harper, now it's Correa, Seager, these guys, but they're willing to pay Josh Donaldson at ages 36 and 37 $24 million a year because they owe, you know, the money is not exactly 24 a year, but when you add on the $6 million uh, buyout they're going to be paying in 2024, it is $24 million a year. So the average annual salary for Donaldson is $24 million a year for the Yankees, okay? The Yankees didn't sign Bryce Harper, who's got a $25.3 million average annual salary. $1.3 million more than Donaldson. But you would be getting Bryce Harper's prime. And then you would be paying, yes, his, his back end at $25.1. But you're paying Josh Donaldson's back end and never getting his prime. The Blue Jays got his prime. And, and Harper's just the example. The same thing happened with Machado. It's happening with Correa. It's happening with Seager. And people say, oh, the Yankees, they're waiting around for the fucking next guy. Who, Juan Soto? You think they're going to pay Juan Soto? They don't pay fucking anyone. And going back to Harper, who's unbelievable, who's exactly what the Yankees needed from an on-the-field perspective, an off-the-field perspective, just he's a fucking super-duper star. And you're gonna, and you didn't want to pay his back end, but you'll pay Donaldson's back end. And if you want to say, yeah, but it was 13 years, yeah, but you're getting a, a lot of those 13 years are his prime. He's a left-handed hitter. He's an MVP now, two-time MVP. And at the time, they didn't uh, sign Harper because they had Judge, who they still haven't extended. They had Stanton, who they don't let play the fucking outfield. They have Hicks, who fucking never plays. And they had Clint Frazier, who this offseason they released for nothing. After all these years of waiting and waiting, they just let him go for nothing. So now they're doing the same thing here because Kiner Falefa is a stopgap to get you to Volpe and Peraza. You're passing on Correa, Seager, and Story, hoping that Volpe and Peraza work out. We have an exact situation with the Harper situation with the outfield depth that didn't work out. 
I pray that Anthony Volpe is the next Derek Jeter. Every Yankees fan does. And that Oswald Peraza is awesome. Maybe the two of them will be at short and third for 15 years as Yankees. That would be unbelievable. That would also be a miracle because that's the likelihood that that works out that way. So a day later here, I haven't changed my mind on this trade. I won't change my mind on this trade. Yes, Josh Donaldson went healthy. He'll be great. That's not the problem. The problem is all the surrounding bullshit that's going on to get to this point. The not spending. The choosing the future over the now when the now is almost over. 2017 coming within a game of World Series. It'll be five years ago this October. Since then, they got embarrassed by the Red Sox first round. Embarrassed again by the Astros, ALCS. Embarrassed by the Rays in the first round with some horrible managing all along the way in all these. And then last year, a one-game playoff. In a year the team was supposed to fucking get to the World Series, the heavy favorite to win the American League. They finished fifth in the American League and third in their own division. Have to go on the fucking road in the one-game playoff and get humiliated in a game that lasted four batters into the bottom of the first inning. Now here we are, 23 days away from opening day. The Yankees roster is not only the same, essentially, as it was last year, it's worse. Right now, it's worse than it was last year. Because at least in their last game last year, they had Anthony Rizzo at first base. Right now, who's going to play first base? DJ LeMahieu, you're forcing him to play first base. The Gold Glove winning second baseman, you're forcing him to first so you can play fucking Galeber Torres. Or Luke Voigt, who the Yankees care so fucking little about, they benched him for the last six weeks of the season, coming off a week in which he earned AL Player, player of the Week honors. I don't know what they're going to do. And Brian Cashman was asked about this by Meredith Morakovitz if there's more moves, and he said, yeah, he's always looking to make upgrades. No shit. But she also asked him if he's confident in this roster. Do you feel confident in this roster as is? I never feel confident. Well, that's great. The, the general manager is never confident. And I get what he was trying to say. He, the outlook he needs to have as general manager is the team always needs to get better. But you're not confident and never at all? I fucking sure hope you're confident because you're letting generational talent slip through your fingers again in free agency. And back in mid-October, he talked about needing to make upgrades needing to go to what he calls the marketplace, whether it's the free agent marketplace, he said, or the trade market, to get legitimate options was the term he used, legitimate options. He, the, he's gotten none of them. If Josh Donaldson gives you 140 games, that's great. You got a legitimate option. That's what you're banking on. A year after you banked on fucking Corey Kluber to give you a full season of starts and Jamison Tyon a full season of starts, the Yankees need to stop with the low-risk, high-reward guys. They're the fucking Yankees. There shouldn't be low-risk, high-reward. There should be high-reward. You go out and you pay the fucking top talent because you can afford to do so. So this team right now, I have no fucking idea how I keep seeing them on sports books at the favorite to win the AL. What is anyone watching? Their win over and under win total is 92.5, which is down from last year, 94.5. I think it seems like they've at least taken two more wins out. They haven't gotten any better. And they won 92 games last year. And they needed that magical 13-game winning streak to get there. 23 days to go till spring training. A lot of fucking work to do. I don't know when it's going to get done. I thought it'd get done after the season ended, after the World Series. It didn't. I thought it'd be done before the lockout. It wasn't. The lockout's been over since Friday night at 7. They've made one trade that made their team worse. That's where they're at. So that'll do it for today. Thanks for listening. I'll be back on Thursday.